Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode 226. How are you doing today? Uh, I am coming a day early with the intro and all of that, so uh, just a heads up. All of the information in the next section may not be 100% and totally accurate. Uh, I am going to be gone late tomorrow and um, probably won't have time to do it. Um, so let's see. Where, when, when are we? When are we even? We are then even. So since last we done done this, there's some new Secret of Mana from me, Tales of Fantasia from me, and Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis from me. That's an entry for this month's monthly, which is ports of video games uh, in which the port just misses the mark. A lethal darn beat there. Um, I picked that one. No, no real reason behind it. It's just not very good. Uh, we also have Radical Rex, Secret of Evermore, Sparkster, and Super Bomberman in the 365 days of the Super Nintendo, and the Earthbound soundtrack, which is slowly getting uploaded. It's over 200 parts, so I'm I'm doing it in chunks. Uh, I didn't want to have to do all 200 videos at once because number one, YouTube won't let me upload them any time. And number two, that's a lot of individual videos to try and work on before I have to go to work in the morning. So, that's what's going on there. Uh, I can tell you, if you visit the Low Bias Gaming page on YouTube, and he's not added it to the website yet, Jade has started a new Let's Play of a Mega Man 2 ROM hack that looks pretty good. Uh, not as great as some of the others I've seen, but this one looks pretty good. And it's Jade playing Mega Man, so there's always something good to take from that. Why don't you? Um, has Coolio, 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 little Coolio, Kirbyo, if you don't know, nope, not yet, uh, over at the Low Bias Gaming channel on YouTube as well, Coolio has been doing a stream every Sunday of Kirby games, he's doing every Kirby game ever even dreamed of under the sun. And uh, you really should give them a watch, because uh, it's good stuff. Uh, join us at Low Bias Gaming on YouTube for that. Um, anybody else doing anything else? Nope. Okay, then. That's it for that section.
The continent of Rune has slumbered in peace for 50 generations. A horde of invaders swarm across the border while a dragon that has slept for centuries stirs in its tomb. Only the king's youngest swordsman and his war party can defy the dark dragon's evil power and crush the mighty army. Control up to 10 different characters at once. Increase their skills and attributes through strategy, combat, and exploration. Search through eight brilliant scenarios. Subquests and imaginative sequences make every game a new adventure. This is Shining Force, a tactical RPG for the Genesis, one of the few Genesis games I've actually played. From Camelot Software Planning, published by Sega, released in 1993. It's uh, kind of an early tactical RPG in its vein, and I think a pretty darn good series. Um, I think it and Fantasy Star really tried to, to cover uh, for the Genesis, what Squaresoft is trying to cover for the Super Nintendo. Squaresoft and Enix, I suppose. And, um, yeah, it does a pretty good job. Uh, it, it does feel and seem kind of primitive, but that's just the Genesis. I mean, really... It's, it's hard to not look at a 16-bit console and say, that's just a Commodore 64 or an Amiga or an Atari ST or this or that or the other, just in a not-computer form. Uh, and some consoles have hidden that fact a little better than others. Uh, the Genesis has never hidden that very well for me, mostly because it just looks and sounds so much like a game you could play on a, a PC compatible in DOS, you know. But that said, Shining Force, while it looks primitive, the music's good, the graphics are good, there's nothing that really stands out from it except the overall play experience. And uh, it's a great game, and I like it very much. I uh, was getting ready for the review, and I came back to the description, and just as Shaw, use your lightning-fast shuriken and other martial marked techniques. 
Good old Shaq Fu. And, you know, the reviews do not disappoint. <laughs> Nobody we, we know. But there's there's a couple of great names in here. And my voice cracked, and that's okay. Like, we've got uh, Brack Zero. Mega, Ma- Mega Brack Zero. Comfortably Numb seemed to like it. R Hunter seemed to like it. Said it was an interesting concept, at least. Um, I like the title of this one. This, uh... Shinoxes, S H I N N O K X Z. Shinox or Shin O K X Z? I don't know. He doesn't like basketball. Um, his review is titled "Basketball is Bad Enough," so we're gonna ignore that one. The it's got two half heart reviews, one from Dark Seraph, and the other one from Da Ass Man. I, I think I gotta go that one. I think we gotta go with the ass man. Um, yeah, let's do this. Okay, starting with this one. Shaq wouldn't play for charity. This is from Sam the Big Kid. In 2004. I heard this is one of the worst games ever. So I got it for $3 at my local GameStop. Man, they rip you off coming and going. I started playing it. I was in shock. I was in shock. Excuse me, that was my fault. This has got to be one of the weirdest games ever conceived. I can't believe Shaq would let himself be put in such an odd game. The game makes no real sense. If you're a basketball fan, don't get this game. If you like fighting games, you still might want to reconsider getting this. Graphics? Okay, not great. The animations and such are pretty decent. The characters look okay. Shaq looks more like Michael Jordan than Shaq. His head isn't nearly as fat as it should be. The special moves aren't anything real great either. The cinemas and such aren't really that great. They're just pictures with no sounds. Nothing really thrilling in this department. Sound. Not that great either. The music isn't that great. The attacks don't really sound as much like impact as they should. They sound more like a cardboard box be busted. Yes, cat. No one really has voices, so that doesn't really help the game either. Gameplay. Whoa, this is a weird one. Here's the story. Shaq is walking around Tokyo before his big all-star charity basketball game. He walks into this dojo. The old man starts talking to him about Nezu and sends Shaq through this portal. You appear in this weird place and you're off. In story mode, it shows a small Shaq running around a map. You go to places, then you have battles. These are done from a side view as in Mortal Kombat and such. The battles aren't really that great. Then in dual mode, it's simply the fighting. There are seven initial characters. Shaq is among them. These are all sentences. Every time I pause. There is a tournament mode as well. There are three difficulties, easy, medium, and hard. The game goes up to two players as well. Overall, the gameplay is just kind of bland, if you ask me. In conclusion, this is a messed up game. It goes against pretty much everything Shaq stands for. For being odd, not too fun, and just plain annoying, I give Shaq Fu for the Super Nintendo a five out of 10, or two and a half out of five as uh, it has been redacted to. Thanks, Game Facts. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. He is not wrong. Apparently, Shaq is his own gaming franchise. Shaq Fu, a year later, Shaq Attack. Uh, in 2013, Shaq Down. 2018, Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn. We needed a Shaq Fu reboot. Oh no. Uh, and then cancelled for the Genesis, Slam, Shaq versus the Legends. Oh boy. Oh, and Shaq Attack is a pinball game. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
Let's see what the ass man says in 2002. One out of ten. Like Shaq's foul shot average. It, I had to. Because of that. It was just about a year ago when we reviewed Shaq Fu for the Sega Genesis, which you can find on the Ass Man review section, but only Genesis owners could get a deep outlook into the game known as Shaq Fu. A Super Nintendo review of Shaq Fu was much needed, after all. A lot has changed since last year. Shaq released an even worse album, the Lakers are close to a third title run, and Shaq's missing even more foul shots. And he's been starring in Emmy Award winning Nestle Crunch and Burger King commercials. Did I mention he has a new album? Look that stuff up. It's true. A long time ago, the only man who can handle a Shaq pack, the chosen one himself, was destined to defeat Set Ra, a man who controlled the second world completely with his mighty beasts. I think something about Nestle Crunch Bars is mentioned too. At this point, I feel obligated to mention that this was the best story Shaq could come up with. Seriously. I think the worst part is that he could have been practicing free throws with all that wasted time. Oh, graphics. Shaq, sloped brow and all, looks as appealing as Roseanne in crotchless panties. Get the point? In the opening screen, a picture of a slender, intelligent-looking man is shown. Why didn't they just show Shaq? Sound? Once again, I'm just happy they didn't use any of Shaq's albums in the game. About as orally pleasing as Mike Tyson chirping about he will eat a Vanda Holyfield chillin'. That's how it's written, so. Gameplay, the only thing more painful than a Shaq Urikin hurts me, is trying to execute it on the controls. Did you notice that the Genesis controllers have the letters A, B, and C? They specifically designed it that way just because Shaq confused the X and Y buttons with his home phone number. Secret codes. Besides the lame blood code, there's another code that makes the game all that much sweeter. It involves hitting the A button 350 times, then hitting the off switch. My friend told me Shaq can now throw Nestle Crunch Bars too, but he was probably just lying again. Rent or a buy? The real question you should ask yourself is how can Shaq learn martial arts when he can't even learn how to shoot a free throw? We got it, buddy. You're better off throwing your money away on a Shaq pack. Approximately $3.99 plus tax. The only people who will foolishly buy this game are the same people who will pay for the special edition releases of Kazam and Blue Chips, both containing special never-before-seen videos of Shaq staying up all night to study for a blood test and still failing. Final thought, unless Shaq writes a book, which he himself admits is unlikely since he is illegitimate, I guess that means illiterate, that was in parentheses, there is not much more to talk about. Shaq, if you're reading this and forgot already, do not quit your day job for the love of your fans. Half a heart. You know, my favorite part about all of this is that now Shaq is doing commentary because he did retire. He does commentary for TNT. And, uh, yeah... It's hard to understand the man. Sometimes. Um, wow. That. That's, it was more like just jabs at Shaq than it was about Shaq Fu. Because jabs and fighting games go together. Um. <laughs> I wish I could say either of these two were wrong. But they're not wrong. About anything. I. Aw. The ass man is no longer an active member. That's too bad. He did an Age of Empires 2 guide, though, and a no-weapon walkthrough of Resident Evil 2. Apparently he hates all games, though. Let's see. He liked basketball for the Atari 600. He liked, oh, WCW NWO Revenge. I like that game. He liked Final Fight and Super Mario Kart. Everything else he reviewed. 
two stars or lower. Oh, there's a couple of threes. Friday the 13th for the NES. He says, not a bad game, really. He's correct. Akari 3, The Rescue. That's pretty good. Mortal Kombat 3. And 18-wheeler, American Pro Trucker. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I don't... What do you say? What do you say to to the ass man? You got it right on the first shot. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the news. It's time for me to figure out what the hell that was in my sock as well. Um, news time. Yes. Come on. Anytime. All right, we're ready. We are. We are so ready. You don't. You don't want to know. Um. Here we go. It was. It was just taking its time. Don't worry. It's fine. It's six on a Tuesday. It doesn't have to hurry. Our lead story, compelling explanations. The Philly Voice reported on June 5th that a resident of Whitehaven, Pennsylvania, has solved the mystery of why that state has experienced more tornadoes than usual this year. The unnamed amateur meteorologist. I'm going to put that on my resumes from now on. Amateur meteorologist. Called WNEP's trackballs, or talkback. Trackball? Talkback 16, which allows locals to opine on the issues of the day and left a voicemail on May 31st. In his words, We didn't have tornadoes here till we started putting in traffic circles. 
and people go around and around in circles, it causes disturbances in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. So there you have it. Remember, once upon a time we talked about Pennsylvania and how it's... You know, you got the two the two big cities, the 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 two P's, Pittsburgh and Philly, and then everywhere else, yeah. New weapons, ladies and gentlemen. That's just what we need. A 47-year-old resident of southern Israel approached a teller at a postal bank branch in mid-May, handing her a note that read, Hand over the money in the drawer. Misspelling the Hebrew word for drawer. The Times of Israel reported this. As the teller hesitated, he said, Put the money in the bag quickly or I'll throw this grenade. Referring to a black object in his right hand. The teller gave him $4,450 in cash and he left. Five days later, he repeated his method at at another branch where he netted $3,300. Police tracked him through mobile phone records and other clues. Eventually, the... Discovering, excuse me, the grenade he wielded was an avocado he had painted black. No word on whether he whipped up some guacamole while in custody. That was not even near funny. Hopefully, you guys aren't hearing all the. I got a neighbor like singing and dancing. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, my neighborhood could be news of the weird some days. There's a guy who lives across the street, and when I came home, he was out like working on his yard, but also stopping to dance and sing loud enough that I could hear him in my house. Um, and there's also a train. Anyway, when you gotta go, when you gotta go, a 16-year-old driver was pulled over by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Oh, the Mounties. All right. We love stories about Mounties. In Manitoba, Canada on June 6th, after being clocked to driving 105 miles an hour. Hold the phone. Why not kilometers? Hmm? According to Fox News. Oh, okay. I got you. The teenager was driving a Chevy Camaro, but it wasn't the muscle car that made him go fast, he said. He told police that he'd just eaten hot chicken wings and really needed to use the bathroom. Officers were unmoved, however, tweeting, Absolutely, hashtag no excuses for that kind of speed. The teen was fined and is likely to have his license suspended. Meanwhile, in Bright Ideas, on June 5th, firefighters arrived at an apartment complex in Inglewood, a suburb of Los Angeles, to find a 14-year-old girl trapped feet first in a chimney. By removing some bricks, they were able to free her after about 20 minutes, and she was taken to a hospital to be evaluated. A lot of people think it's plausible to go ahead and get into your house or break into a house through a chimney, Brian Stevens, an inspector for the fire department, told the LA Times. I can tell you, it doesn't seem to work out for most people. It's very narrow. Good to know. It says good to know in the story. Meanwhile, in Scotland, Zoe Archibald, 34, thought it would be fun to take a ride in a child's little tyke's red and yellow car on June 7th. When she couldn't get in the plastic car in the conventional way, she put it over her head, Fox News reported, and then got stuck. There was no way she could get herself out, her nephew, Matthew Shepard Bull, said. After being trapped for about an hour, her father finally cut her out of the toddler conveyance with a butter knife. Oh, that would have taken forever. Everyone found it funny, even Zoe Shepard Bull said. She was a bit panicked, but mainly found it funny. Enterprising thievery. 
That's also going on my resume. In the Arctic region of Murmansk in Russia, an abandoned railway bridge was the quarry of ambitious metal thieves who removed the 75-long center span, leaving only the support structures near either shore. Locals noticed the section was missing in May, reported the BBC, and while the span would have weighed about 62 tons, it was estimated to be worth only about $9,000. Russian law enforcement is looking into the theft, but locals are nonplussed. One muse that the remaining structures would be eyesores for a long time to come, then shrugged. Da, who cares? This isn't Germany. And restoring order to the vandalized landscape is not high on the agenda. Wow, there's some, some bad blood there. <laughs> Between Russia and Germany, who would have thought? Ew! If you're a fan of bubble tea... I don't know what that is. You may want to add it to your all things in moderation list. Oh, hold on. I just so happen to have mine right here. Bubble tea. Also, comma, what is, question mark, okay. Uh, on May 28th, a 14-year-old girl in Zhejiang province in China went to the hospital after suffering from constipation and being unable to eat for five days. Through a CT scan, doctors found unusual spherical shadows in her abdomen, reported Asia One, which they suspected were undigested tapioca pearls from bubble tea. The girl, girl excuse me, who reluctantly admitted to drinking only one cup of bubble tea five days before, but doctors said her condition indicated that she had consumed much more and prescribed laxatives. One doctor warned that the bubbles, or boba, are made of starch and are difficult to digest. Well, now we know. Yikes, says someone in Caddo Parish, Louisiana. Uh, sheriff's deputy by the look at it because they responded to a call on June 10th about an alligator in the middle of Highway 1. Oh, Highway 1. As they waited for wildlife removal experts to arrive, that's also going on my resume, the gator, which was about 8 feet long, bit off a section of bumper on one of the patrol cars, WBRZ, that's W Breeze reported, and moved into the grass with a rectangular piece of the car's front grill. It's drop, it dropped its prize and escaped before the animal handlers got there. All your animal control news here on W Breeze. Wait, what? A Patriot Prayer Rally? Oh, God. Those are two words that, you know... Like... You've seen the triggered meme? Like, I don't get that bad. But either of those words separately, it just, you know, it's like, all right, but what are we in for? And then when you put them together, then, you know, it's like, okay, roll up the sleeves. Uh, Patriot Prayer Rally in Portland, Oregon, of all places last August, two protesters took a smoother, shinier approach to their opposition. Robert, Jonah, Majur, 28, and Tristan Romney Mann uh, were approached by officers at the rally because they were carrying four five-gallon buckets and super soaker water guns, the Oregonian reported. When told to empty the buckets, Majur and Romney Mann did so, splashing the officers with horse lubricant used in obstetric and rectal procedures on large animals mixed with glitter. They were sentenced to serve five days in jail on June 7th for harassment. 
horse lubricant, and glitter. 20 gallons of it. Now, I'm no veterinarian. That is not on my resume. But it seems to me it would be harder to get enough glitter to mix with 20 gallons of horse lubricant than it would be to get 20 gallons of horse lubricant. Why? How many more times can we say lubricant? Let's scroll ahead. Oh, there's not much news left. The wide world of sports. Men looking for diversion in... Oh, boy. Krasnoyarsk, Russia, entered the Male Slapping Championships, part of the Siberian Power Show, in Siberian Power Show, in March, wherein contestants slap each other so hard that some of them sustain concussions. According to RT News, female Siberians now have their own contest, the Booty Slapping Championships. For this event, which took place in mid-June, the women, all fitness enthusiasts, I think most people are probably fitness enthusiasts. Even if you don't, like, work out and run and do all that stuff, I think you're probably fairly enthusiastic about your own fitness. At least to the point where you're like, you know, 37 pounds of gummy worms. Probably not going to do that. Uh, Take turns whacking each other on the high knee until one is knocked off balance. Fitness blogger, what is going on in the world? Anastasia Zolotaya, one of the contest's winners, features demonstrations of the serious workouts she uses to toughen her buns on her Instagram page at SportNastia. Well, if you want to see if you've got what it takes to be a Russian female booty slapping championship, you know where to go. Our final story of awesome... A lock of Ludwig von Beethoven's hair sold at auction on June 11th for an expected 35,000 British pounds, or about $45,000, inside edition reported. Sotheby's said the framed hair was given by Beethoven to a friend, pianist Anton Holm, as a gift for Holm's wife almost 200 years ago. Reportedly, when Holm asked for the gift, the servant snipped some hair from a goat and presented it to Holm. Beethoven was incensed, saying, You've been tricked! This is not from my hair, it's the hair of a goat. He then cut a lock of hair from the back of his own head, wrapped it in paper, and turned it over to Holm. A Sotheby's expert confirmed that the auctioned hair was human. But no word on if it's Beethoven's or not, I suppose.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It was it was a good time. I think I had uh, sitting down and talking into a microphone in a warm house before I have to go and mow my lawn. Uh, it's what I like to do, you know, mowing my lawn and sitting in a house and all that stuff. I mean, I could I could find other things to keep me busy, but why not this? I've already got all the stuff. You gotta you gotta spend money for other hobbies. This is just an interest, which is why it's free. Uh, want to let you know, of course, you can catch all of the old episodes of the show at lowbiasgaming.net, along with the soundtracks for the games we talk about, the Let's Plays for the games we talk about, and all of that stuff. You can support the show financially if you would like at low, excuse me, patreon.com slash Jason's Groove Machine. Uh, we do have a Discord server set up uh, for the show if you're using Discord. Um, I don't have a link for it. Julio was very incensed, I believe is the proper term. Uh, but we do have, um, if you look up Electric Leftovers on the Discord, you should be able to find it. If not, you can find the server at this address discord.gg slash these next letters are all caps R Q E A Z lowercase ace lowercase s that should get you to the show or the thing or whatever um other than that I guess I'll go see you next week if I survive this week it's gonna be a long one not looking forward to it To you by Electric Leftovers is a low bias gaming production. Low bias gaming. We play games.